Good morning, Boker Tov. Wow, is there a lot of snow. Hopefully everyone is staying inside today. Of course, rain or shine, or snow for that matter, the Nachum Siegel Network doesn't stop, and we are here, and we'll be spending the next hour with you. Please be careful today, stay warm, and stay safe. If you don't need to be on the roads, please stay home. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction, presented by the Orthodox Union on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is Naftali Herman filling in for Ellie Hagler. Ellie will be back next week. This past Sunday, he participated with over 215 Team Yachad runners in the Lifetime Miami Marathon and Half Marathon in Miami. I'm guessing the weather is a bit better down there. Ellie, thank you again for this amazing opportunity to host the show. You definitely deserve the day off to rest up, and we look forward to hearing you back in your usual spot next week. You can always find the show each and every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., immediately following JM in the a.m., at NahumSiegel.com. Whether you're listening at home or on your commute to work, and if you are, please take it slow and easy. We appreciate you listening and making us a part of your day. As always, you can find previously aired programs by clicking on the Jewish Reaction banner found on NahumSiegel.com. And if you have a smartphone, you can always listen to the show by downloading the NSN app. That's NSN for Nahum Siegel Network. For iPhones, you can find it easily at the iTunes, iStore, uh, whatever it's called. And Android users can head over to Google Play to download this amazing app. The Nachum Siegel Network is always streaming live, so be sure to check out the smorgasbord of programming airing 24-6. Lots to discuss today, but before we do, how about a music break? Here's one of Israel's finest musicians. Here is Chaim David. Bea 
Reaction. This past Sunday, over 215 Team Yachad runners participated in the Miami Lifetime Marathon and Half Marathon. To date, this was the largest representation that Yachad has had at the marathon, and we hope that you can join us next year. For more information, please visit teamyachad.com. <laughs> Just six years ago, in its inaugural run, Team Yachad had 40 runners, so we've truly witnessed incredible growth over the past few years. And this Sunday was an exciting culmination of all the hard work, training, and fundraising that all the runners put into supporting Yachad and disability inclusion. A tremendous shout-out and Yasher Koach goes to Yachad's very own Sarah Pollock for all the team, for all the time and effort that she dedicates to Team Yachad. Sarah, enjoy these couple of days off. Tomorrow, you can begin planning for Team Yachad Miami 2016. Of course, a huge thank you goes to all of the Yachat staff for all the work that they put into making Sunday's event the incredible success that it was. I had the opportunity to speak with some of the runners and heard what an amazing experience it was. First of all, it took place in sunny Florida, so you can't go wrong there. From the stay at the beautiful Oceanfront Hotel to the relaxed and spirited-filled Shabbat, Team Yachat was primed and ready to go early Sunday morning. Runners typically wake up at 3 a.m. on the day of the marathon to have a light breakfast and then to be prepared at the starting line for the 6.30 start of the run. 
Whether runners trained or waited until the last minute, which I did the past three years, the adrenaline of running alongside 28,000 runners is incredible. Beyond the beauty of the run, watching the sunrise, running along the ocean, and seeing the cruise ships pull into port, the highlight for me has always been that Team Yachad is running for so much more than exercise or the challenge of finishing within a certain time frame. Yachad means together, and our slogan is that everyone belongs. Inclusion is what we are all about, and running the marathon with the words Yachad across our chests fills us with pride and strength that we are doing something beyond ourselves. For me, I recall times when I was running, I was just exhausted. I just wanted to lie down and give up. But then I would see another blue and orange Team Yachad runner. I felt jolted to pull myself forward. One more step, and another. I felt this throughout the race, and the feeling of crossing the finish line is unparalleled. I remember last year just crying out of sheer exhaustion and excitement as my feet took me over the finish line. The emotions of that moment are truly unique, and I highly encourage all of our listeners to join us next year. For more information, please visit teamyachad.com. Let's take a music break. Here is Eitan Katz.
fighting my entire life. Not really fighting, but davening and pleading. Pleading with the world. To create a standard for what MS Dikha Jewish music should be. And it's so simple. It's really simple. If the nigan doesn't make you want to understand and breathe the words of Chazal Moore that you're singing to, it's not a nigan. If you don't understand and chap a deeper, more meaningful understanding to the words you're singing to, might be a bunch of notes on a piece of paper. This nigan is mamish like the epitome of Amos when it comes to that. Singing the words Melech Rachman together. I never knew what these words meant until singing it to this nigga. So everyone close your eyes for a couple more minutes. Daven for something. It's Mamish and Ace Ratzon.
You're listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the Orthodox Union on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is Naftali Herman filling in for Ellie Hagler. I am thrilled to share that we have a surprise guest here in the studio. During the music break, one of Yachad's star social work interns and a participant in Sunday's marathon with Team Yachad stopped by the studio, and she'll be joining us now to give us a play-by-play of the experience. The Jewish Reaction is happy to welcome to the air Grace Berman. Grace, welcome. Thank you so much. So tell us first, how are you feeling? (laughs) It hasn't even been 48 hours since you crossed the finish line. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm feeling a little bit sore. Actually, that's a huge understatement. I feel like a broken person. Um, (laughs) But not too broken that you won't do it again. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, mentally, I'm great. Physically, I'll need a little bit more to recover. Um, But hopefully by next year, I'll be ready. (laughs) Wow. So are you one of those people who actually trained for it? Or are you like myself who just showed up the day of? (laughs) No, I actually did train. Oh, you did? I was totally in the minority. I thought that this was a thing people (laughs) would train for. I mean, 13 miles was super intimidating for me when I signed up. So I started training. I have a good friend who, um, she's an amazing, like, cross-country athlete, and she ran in college. So she gave me a training plan that was tailored to someone who doesn't run because I'd never run more than, like, three miles. Um, So I kind of tried to follow that, and I had run 13 miles twice before the run. So you're up to that point. You were ready to do that. Yeah. Actually, once I ran, like, 14 and a half miles because I got lost. So (laughs) (laughs) I I was – but I had – you know, I'd hurt my knee – Probably because I was overtraining, like I uh-huh. um, maybe took it a little bit too far. So then, like the three weeks before, I didn't run at all just because okay. I wanted to rest up. So it's called I was, tapering off. Is that yeah, what it I guess yeah. mine was kind of more of like a immediate <laughs> cut off than a taper. But so maybe not exactly how you're supposed to do it. But yeah, so um, I was a little nervous for how the run was going to go, but. I was feeling pretty okay going into it because I had trained. Right. And I think one of the benefits of running down in Miami is that, well, A, that the run starts so early in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's usually, hopefully not too hot or humid at that point. Right. But also, I don't know if you live in the city or wherever it might be where, you know, here in New York, um, you're generally running up and down. If you're using a treadmill, you know, it can be more flat. But really, everything in Miami is very flat, except for that drawbridge, right, when you start in the beginning. The drawbridge was rough. (laughs) Yeah, and there were a couple, there were actually a couple bridges where running over it, too, you could, there was like, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, the grates. The grates, you could see the water. You could see the water, and it feels weird to run over them, (laughs) so that was a little unnerving at times. But but it was a very flat race, and we, like, couldn't have had better weather. I mean, the conditions were really perfect, I think. A little bit better than what we're having today, Yeah, yeah. One of the 13-mile runs that I had done. I was in Michigan, home with my family, um, and so the weather was terrible. It was like 35 degrees and like a downpour. So I figured if wow. I could do that, then Miami would be okay, and it was so much better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> night and day. Wow. So before we jump into the uh, the entire marathon experience, you're part of Yachat's social work intern program. Can you share a little bit with our audience uh, who might not be familiar with the internship, What's it, what it's about? What your experience has been like since you started in September? Yeah, I did. And and how did you find out about Yachad? Um, so I actually was just placed here. I'm a social work student at Columbia University. This is my first year. Great program. Um, yeah, it is an amazing program. I'm really happy to be there. And um, so the way they do the first year intern placements is you fill out a form about what you'd like to be doing, and then they give you something different. So I had never worked with people with disabilities <laughs> before, but it was something that I was um, very excited about when I was given the opportunity. And after um, being placed at Yachad and interviewing with Deborah Berman, I became so excited 
excited about the program. So I feel like it was really fortuitous that I was placed here. It's really an amazing organization, and I'm clearly, you know, obsessed with Yahad. <laughs> I like, you know, raised all this money and like killed myself trying to. <laughs> no, it was a really positive experience. But um, I definitely have wanted to take advantage of all the opportunities here because it's an organization that I've become so passionate about since working here. Um, but yeah, so the social work program, we work in the clinical department. So we provide, we run groups, we do individual counseling. Um, I know some different locations do like family support groups. We run RBC, which is a relationships building course, which is um, more of an educational group that we do for different members. Um, and then the clinical department works closely with the vocational department. Who So we work with um, the members on job skills, job readiness, vocational right. training and placement. So it's really amazing. Um, and I also actually work in the national department too, so I'm kind of split. You're between. doing everything here. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I'm like trying to do as many things as possible. So That's but, why you come into work on a snowstorm? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very dedicated. No, um, but so so yeah, I, I'm kind of split between the clinical department and the national department. So I also get to work with the different chapters across the U.S., which is really awesome because it gives me an idea of what Yahad, the, the global impact that they have. Really, right. actually, because we also work with Israel and Toronto, so. It should be the international That's department, right. I That's think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's really amazing to see kind of the like micro and macro impact that Yachat has on families. Well, we're definitely you know thrilled to have you here, not just in the radio booth, but uh, at Yachat in <laughs> Thank general. You. Thank you. You know, it's funny just uh, when you mentioned uh, you were filling out your Columbia application for your field placement. Uh-huh. You wrote down one thing, they put you somewhere else. Yeah. I correlate. Um, I'm a graduate of Yeshiva University's Wurzweiler Social Work Program. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, in my first year when I filled out, I think I wanted to work with children. Uh-huh. Of course, I was placed with the elderly. So yeah. They kind of. I don't think they're. I don't think they're doing it in a in a negative way. I think no. it's more of like we just want to open your your, your your horizon to exactly. all different possibilities. Yeah. So, um, so we're definitely It happy. is smart that they do that. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> and in fact, the next year, I actually wrote the opposite of what I wanted, and I got what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave the system. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the fun in the sun. Uh, walk us through the entire experience uh, from when you got down on, uh, was it Thursday or Friday? And yeah. walk us through the entire weekend. Wow, okay. It's kind of such a blur. Like, I haven't even really processed it yet. But um, so I got in Thursday night pretty late. I think we maybe got to the hotel around like 1130 or midnight. And the energy was just so high. I actually rode in with a bunch of high school students, which was amazing. (laughs) I think I got mistaken for a high schooler, (laughs) which hasn't happened in a while. But um, so but just like the kind of energy and intensity that they bring is so amazing. And that really, I think, kind of set the tone for the weekend, too. I mean, the, the excitement level was just so high, which was really amazing. Um, and it's hundreds of people. It, hundreds of people. I mean, we totally took over the hotel. So, wow. it, so that was really fun. Um, so yeah, got in. Everyone was so excited to see each other. I was so happy to see people from the office. And it was just kind of, everyone was having these reunions, all the high school students. Oh, so it was a positive thing to see people from the office. Yeah, wow. no. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't really love everyone at the office, I probably wouldn't have gone that weekend. But no, it was so, so nice to see everyone. Um so that was like a – it was actually all the nights were pretty late, but that was definitely a late night. Um, and then Friday, I'm just trying to even remember exactly what happened. There was definitely a lot of beach time. Um, we had a lot of – it was mostly like eating and beaching. I mean, that, it was a really good weekend. So we had a lot of nice meals on Friday and then obviously, um, you know, Shabbat services. Um, but I think during the day was mostly spent like walking along the beach, soaking up some sun. Not so much for me. I know you can't tell that I'm on the radio, but I'm very pale, so I was wearing a lot of sunscreen. Um 
But so so that was just a very relaxing, nice day. Beautiful weather. Oh, oh, I did do like a very short mile run with one of my friends from the office just to see like if <laughs> we could really do knee. this. Yeah, he didn't really train, and I was like not sure about my knee, so we kind of like tested the waters, and it was we were feeling pretty okay about the Miami conditions. So that was <laughs> that was comforting to have that going into the race. Um, and then, yeah, Saturday was more of a relaxed day, obviously. And the weather wasn't as nice, but so it was kind of, it was like some good ta- downtime, I think, before right. the race. And That's what the weekend's about. Ex- you know, they do everything for you yeah. so that you're ready to go Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. It was so, so nice that everything was kind of taken care of. And it was nice to have, you know, that I feel like it was allowed people to really kind of reserve that energy for Sunday. So it was nice to have more of a relaxed day. Um, and then Saturday night, things started building. We had the pasta party that was really fun <laughs> everyone dresses up right everyone puts on all their team yachad oh gear. yeah we yeah that was the other thing we, that we did that took a very long time <laughs> we did two team yachad photos one on friday one on saturday oh, wow. and getting that many people together because some of the photos too we also had everyone who was involved all the staff so when you put that many people together it's probably like 300 people so it's not more trying yeah. to get everyone to smile at the same time is no easy task <laughs> um but yeah so we did that and yeah the pasta party was great because everyone was already kind of in their uniform so it was like very good hype for the race, and then and you feel like you're at like a dance party, like the music's yeah. pumping. There's food everywhere. Yeah, it was. And you feel the adrenaline. Absolutely, absolutely. There's cameras, and yeah, there were a lot of videos about like previous races and things, and you start to get so excited. And actually, there were also some speeches as well, and really beautiful speeches. People spoke, and it was a really, really nice event. So it was a good mix of like kind of really heartfelt. Um, like kind of a reminders of like why we are running and then also just like a lot of pump up and just having so much fun with it too. So that was an amazing event. Congrats think, to Ellie and Sarah. Yeah, they definitely deserve it. Oh, yeah. As does the entire staff. As do yourself for oh, as you. you know for for coming just to Yachad a few months ago as a social work uh, intern and as a student and to sign up on your own initiative. Uh, you know, I don't know how much people twisted your arm, <laughs> but but you did it. And I think you're actually one of the first interns that have gone. Um, so really credit to you for that. But um, one other point I want to mention was that I believe Saturday night, um, for those who are in New York or any other part of the country who weren't able to be there but were, let's say, supporters, mm-hmm. um, there was a live stream on the Team Yachad website um, that you know parents, grandparents, siblings, and friends could uh, could watch and basically just to be jealous. I, mean, yeah. I myself actually signed yeah. on and I was like, why am I doing this? I'm in New York and it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom got that email. I think she had donated and she... Um, she was like, is this going to be a, a video of you eating pasta? Like, she didn't understand. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I promise it's going to be way more exciting than that. Um, but it was, definitely. So uh, Saturday night after their, you know, the uh, the pasta party ends, um, from what I recall, um, even though there's so much energy and adrenaline, mm-hmm. people typically go to bed early because you're waking up at like 3 or 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, so we did wake up at 3, um, but we didn't really go to bed early. That was the idea, but the pasta party ended at like maybe 10, 10.30. It went kind of fairly late. And then there's all this like energy and adrenaline and hype, and everyone was kind of getting ready for the race. And, you know... It was kind of a last-minute vibe, <laughs> you know, like not everyone trained, whatever, but everyone was kind of throwing things together last minute. So there, there was a lot of trips to Walgreens across the street. That was a very convenient very located convenient. Walgreens. Right across the street. Yeah, they got a lot of business that weekend. <laughs> so like kind of all the last-minute like Band-Aids and things you might need. So um, it was a lot of last-minute prep. So I think we maybe went to bed around midnight.
Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> it's like three, four hours of sleep. Yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. I'm still kind of trying to catch up. <laughs> so what, what was it like? So it's early, early Sunday morning. You know, I, I recall from the past few years when I did it, you know, you like you, know, you get dressed, you come downstairs, you know, people are trying to eat breakfast, but like it's really it's a late hard, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still like pitch blackout. Right. And um, then you get on the bus. Yes. And uh, so take us from there. Okay. So on the bus, um, I mean, it's it's a weird mix of, like, you're so tired but also so excited. So it was, you know, and people had different levels of energy on the bus, too. So some people were still definitely Sleeping. trying to wake up, <laughs> and some people were, like, so excited they couldn't stop talking. So <laughs> the bus ride was interesting. Um but as long yeah. as the bus driver was awake, the that's bus all driver, that matters. Yeah, we made it safely, so that was good. But it was I think it also was a lot of people kind of just getting in the zone. Like, I know for myself personally, I'd been so excited for the weekend and just, like, kind of enjoying in the moment everything that was happening. It was really on the bus where I was like, okay, I'm going to run this race in, like, an hour or, hour or a half hour, however, whenever it started. So... Um, that's when it was really kind of sinking in and I was trying to get mentally prepared to, to like be positive right. and, you know, cause it is, I really do think that at least a half marathon, I don't know about a full, but a half marathon I think is more of a mental challenge than a physical one. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll say for me, it was, <laughs> I mean, it's physical. definitely like speaking now, I'm still very, very sore. It was obviously a physical challenge, but I think it is a lot of. You know, I think that like physically, most people can can do a half marathon or at least with like a kind of a run walk combination. So um, full, that's another story. <laughs> but yeah, so I think just kind of you know mentally feeling like you can do it and getting yourself through the race is a big deal. What what, what was your, what was the? Uh, I'm not going to ask you what your finishing time was unless you want to share. But what was your time going in that you were hoping for? Um, so I was hoping to do under 210, and I don't mind wow. sharing. I did uh, 203. That's so. amazing. Oh, <laughs> Thank wow. You. <laughs> oh, we have an athlete here. <laughs> uh, well, not really. <laughs> uh, wow, so you probably started one of the earlier corrals, right? Yes, yeah, so I was supposed to be in uh, in E, and then I snuck up to D with a couple other Yachad Everyone people. moves around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so did you run with Yachad people? Were you with... Uh... I did. I actually ran with, like, one other person from the office, okay. so... Robbie grad. I Let's don't give know. Robbie a shout yeah, out. Yeah, go Robbie. So I think that also helped with the time too, like running with someone. When I was training, I was by myself and right. um, I hadn't paid too much attention to the time, but Robbie and I had a bet with another oh. person in the office that we needed to finish in under 210. And so I think having a person there to pace you, we were right. like at very similar paces and then also kind of I think we struggled at different points in the marathon. So like we encouraged each other when we needed it. So I think that really helped with the time. And that's a huge part of the run is that, you know, I recall for myself was, you know, and I ran much slower than, than you did, but, you know, I'd be running and sometimes I'd stop, I'd walk, I mean, never stopping, but running and walking, mm-hmm. alternating between the two. Um, and then every now and like I would spot, you know, someone wearing blue and orange and, you know, and they'd yell over, be like, hey, yeah, come on, keep going. <laughs> You know, we've grown to the point where you don't actually know everyone who's down there. You know, it's, uh, it's a couple hundred people. Um, and even if I just stopped running a moment ago, like, I would start running again. Mm-hmm. I would just feel motivated. And I would do the same thing to people. And just, like, seeing people along the um, the run on the sides cheering you on, it, 
it's great to see all the Yachat supporters on the side, but even just any supporter, um, people just, you know, people have those random signs, you know, yeah. <laughs> just encouraging you on. Uh, I mean, I've seen the, the weirdest runners even. I once saw a bride and groom running. I saw a bride. Oh, you saw a bride. Yeah, okay. yeah. She said like running to the altar on her shirt or something and had a little mini veil. I wonder if the guy was running away. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no guy. <laughs> was she no was guy. running by herself, so, <laughs> but I could see at least. <laughs> um, so, so take us through the, the, the actual run for you. Um, I mean, yeah, the run, that's another thing I'm still kind of trying to like process the whole experience, but it really was so amazing and it went by a lot faster than I thought. I mean, oh, I 203, think, that's impressive. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but just, I mean, like the time, I think because of all of that encouragement too, I mean, it makes such a difference. I, I mean, because I had done the 13 miles by myself in right. kind of terrible weather or whatever, um, it's just such, such a different experience going, you know, going through it, like with all of these other people around you cheering you on and yeah seeing the other Yahad runners on the course is so amazing and the other really cool thing so Yahad is like the second biggest charity organization that runs and then the biggest is Lifeline I think High Lifeline, High Lifeline yeah um but they're like closely, there's some connection with Yahad. Like there's definitely the groups support each other. So it wasn't just the Yahad people cheering me on, but also the High Lifeline people. So that was really, I mean, it, that, that was hundreds and hundreds of people. That's because camaraderie with everyone. The camaraderie everyone. is amazing and not just people on the sidelines, but runners as well, you know. So that was, that made such a difference too in seeing the signs. And actually one thing that I did that I would highly recommend to anyone who is going to be running, a friend of mine who like is a marathon runner told me this. I, like, got a piece of, like, tape and wrote my name on my shirt, like, on the tape on the front and back. So it just said Grace, and I, I looked kind of like an idiot because I looked <laughs> like I was wearing a big name tag. But then people on the sidelines see it, and they go, go, Grace! Oh, wow! Strangers, because they, like, read your name, and I guess it's a thing people do during runs, and it made such a difference, honestly, to wow. have strangers, like, look you in the eye and say, go, Grace, you can do it! Like, that it was amazing, so... That really helped in the race. Um, I'm gonna write that down for next year. Yeah, it was that was like the best tip I received, honestly. <laughs> that and then like get your music organized beforehand. <laughs> Those are very helpful pieces of information. But um, okay, so to answer your question, walking you through the race, um, I mean, it was so. Seeing the sunrise, I think, was like the coolest part of everything. You start off, it's like in the pitch black, and there's all of this like hype going into it. You're so pumped up. There's music blaring. And we were in Corral D. So, you know, there is, you kind of see the first three go through and then you start. Um, So that was really fun starting off. And then I think the sun rose maybe around like mile three or four, like it was getting lighter and lighter. And then I think after he passed all the cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. You see some pulling in, some pulling out, they're docked there. Yeah. Well, there's so much water that you're running past and I guess over on Mm -hmm. those bridges. Um, So the scenery is just like beyond amazing. It's so, so nice. Um, And yeah, and we had the perfect weather. It was like not too hot and sunny and like crisp. It wasn't too humid either. Um, And yeah, I think there was a really fun bend in the middle. For me, I always think like the middle of the race is the hardest. Like once you kind of hit the halfway point, you know, it's all downhill from here. Like there's only fewer miles left than what you've run. Um, But I feel like around for me in my training, like miles like five and six were harder. Um, and around that time, that's when we passed like a high school that had a marching band and all of these, um, other, like there were a lot of supporters there. And then I think like the six and seven mile stretch or around that time was the high lifeline area. And there were so, so many people there cheering us on. Um, so that was, those were some major highlights. Um, 
And I think, and obviously another huge highlight, this was like a, a thing I was really like running to in anticipation was the Yahad area, which is at mile 11, which they is a really good... water and everything, right? Yeah, well, there's water stations at every mile, which right. is really nice. That's And it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, there's another, okay, another water station. That means I hit another <laughs> mile. You know, it's nice to, to get that. Um, but yeah, the Yahad station was so, so nice. And I think it came at a really good time because I was almost thinking like, okay, I just need to get to mile 11. And then I'm at Yahad and I wasn't really thinking about the full 13. Right. Um, so seeing that, that was so, so fun. Um, and there were people a little earlier on. So there, every once in a while, you'd see a Yahad person interspersed. And I think um, because Robbie and I were maybe more toward the front of the Yahad people than they were, it was like they hadn't seen so many of us yet. So right. they were like really looking <laughs> extra, out. and extra really excited. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> just in my head. They're <laughs> like, there's um, Grace. I can read her name. <laughs> I get, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I forgot what her name was. So that's good. She has it on. Um, but yeah, so that, so that was really, really nice. And also, you know, we had, we, we weren't really with like the Yahad big crowd of people. So it was mm-hmm. maybe a little more individualized. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but then, yeah, so the Yahad water station was really amazing seeing everyone. And then there was also like a rock and roll band playing like wow. just past them. So that was like a really high energy. And then, so for mile, I think starting around mile 12, Robbie and I decided that we were just going to sprint the last mile because <laughs> we really needed to win this bet. And we weren't exactly, we were, I kind of had like an app timing myself and we were trying to remember exactly when we started, but we didn't really know if we were going to make it in under 210. So we were like, okay, we just got to like sprint this last mile. So that was, I would say like a high and low point <laughs> because it was so hard to do. But then it was just like crossing the finish line was so amazing. It was just like an unbelievable experience. And yeah, seeing everyone, hearing all the cheering and like knowing that we had done it was just the coolest thing I've experienced. An amazing feeling. So did yeah. you guys win the bet? We did. You did? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Michael Applebaum is buying us lunch. Oh, <laughs> Michael. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So... You know, I was going to ask you, was that was there ever a point that you felt like giving up or, you know, like, but it sounds, I mean, for me, yes, what <laughs> I run, but it sounds like you and Robbie were really running, you know, at your speed. And I mean, the fact that you sprinted, you know, the final uh, two miles uh, really says that you were not only in great physical shape and mental shape, as you were talking about earlier, but, you know, you just, um, you were just motivated to cross the finish line and to win that bet, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely harder and easier points in the race. Like, I think maybe mile nine was kind of rough. There were definitely times where it was, you know, easier than others to be running. Um, but I think, honestly, it, it would be interesting to try to do it again without, ha- like, running with someone, running alone. I think that it's very different. But when you're running with someone and you're very much at the same pace – it's just kind of easier to keep going, I think. Um, and also, I think Robbie and I kind of struggled at different times. So he maybe more toward the middle or like around mile eight or nine was maybe like going a little slower and I was encouraging him. And then he right. at the end was like, really? I don't know if I would. I definitely would not have sprinted that fast. He, <laughs> he suddenly got this amazing burst of energy that I didn't, you know, I wanted to finish with him. I didn't want to let him beat me. So well, maybe um, because Robbie pushed so hard. Why well, We haven't seen him the past couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> That is probably true. <laughs> Calling him out on air. <laughs> uh, sorry, Robbie. Um, just to make all of our uh, our listeners uh, jealous because we're all buried here in snow, tell us a little bit about the hotel because, you know, you mentioned earlier that you got in late Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's dark out. You can't really see. You, get, you go straight from the... Um, you know, from the airport into the shuttle into the hotel, and like, you wake up and you look out your window, and you're like, 
hey, ocean. Right. <laughs> and like, I'm in Florida. Yeah. And, and you know, even if it wasn't the most beautiful of days, but the weather was great. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're just sitting at this oceanfront, you know, beautiful hotel. Like, what was that like? It was amazing. I mean, you said it so well. Like, I, you, it is amazing to arrive and not really know. Like, I love getting places at night, and then you see it in the light of day the next day, and it's just, like, jaw-dropping. Honestly, I, I went down for breakfast in the morning, and the dining room, it's just – it's like kind of this circular room, and they have this massive wall of windows that look out directly onto the water. I mean, I, it's like a postcard. Like, it almost looks like a <laughs> backdrop. I And my literally, my jaw dropped when I saw it. I could not believe how beautiful it was. And I knew we were on the beach, but I didn't know. You know, sometimes hotels say that, and you don't really know. It's like a walk to the beach. We literally were on the beach. Yep. I mean, it was so, so beautiful. And the weather was really nice. I mean, honestly, the last day was hands down the best weather. It was wow. a perfect day. That's the day you want it to be. Yeah. And it was a, definitely hard to leave, though. <laughs> like, to leave this, like, beautiful... By the time, like, mid midday, I think it was, like, 78 and sunny and just, just wow. enough breeze <laughs> and not too humid. Our listeners are groaning right I now. Know. They're like, what? I mean, I'm, like, trying to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd uh, stayed an extra day and maybe gotten stuck there like some of the other people <laughs> in the office. That would have been very nice. But. Well, to all of our listeners out there who are thinking, I want that experience, you could definitely... Um, get involved and join us next year uh, for Team Yacha in Miami in 2016. There's also opportunities to run with Team Yacha in the Jerusalem Marathon, which is, I believe, in March. Um, and for the first time ever uh, this past year, Team Yacha had its New York City 5K in Riverside Park, which I believe we'll be doing again in November. But definitely uh, opportunities to get involved with any of the Team Yacha runs, which are all an amazing experience. Uh, anything else? I mean, do it. <laughs> do it. There, it was honestly. That's it. Grace just committed herself to next year. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think. I don't know if I could do a, a half marathon in different conditions because, like, the Yahad experience was so unique and so amazing. And being involved with, um, I mean, just running for such an amazing organization really changes the whole experience. And running with so many people alongside you, I don't know. It, it, it would definitely not be as fun to do like a solitary half marathon. And I don't know if I even would do it. So I think. I I would highly encourage people if you're like on the fence to just to just sign up and it's really going to be a life-changing experience. Like I really can't convey how amazing it was. So, um, yeah, I hope other people will consider doing it as well. I hope they hear you and I hope they do. And, and it's a win-win because it's a beautiful weekend. You stay at an amazing hotel. The weather is great. Well, we can't promise always on that one, but it's always better than it is in New York. Yeah. Um, the run is amazing. You're running not just for yourself, but for Yachad. And of course, um, all the money raised goes to support Yachad and disability inclusion. So it's a, it's a win, 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 win right. situation. <laughs> um, all right, Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Thank we hope you for you, uh, having me. Absolutely. We hope to have, we can have you again and uh, rest up. Yeah, I will. <laughs> As Grace heads out of the studio, let's play her out with the soothing melodies of Yosef Kardurner. <laughs> מעין יבוא עזרי עזרי מעם השם עושה שמיים וארץ אל ייתן למות רגליך אל ינום שמריך הנה לא ינום ולא ישן שומר ישראל 
השם שומרך, השם צירך, על יד ימינך. יומם השמש לא יככה, וירח בלילה. השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור את נפשך. השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם. שיר למעלה, אשא עיניי אל ההרים, מאין יבוא עזרי, עזרי מאימה שלך, עושה שמיים וארץ, אל יתן למות רגליך. אל ינום שומרך, הנה לא ינום ולא יישן שומר ישראל. השם שומרך, השם צירך, על יד ימינך. יומם השמש לא יככה וירח בלילה. השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור את נפשך. השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na
Go to yachad.org slash paint night. That's yachad.org slash P-A-I-N-T-N-I-G-H-T. It's a really amazing event. My wife and I did it this past summer. Um, I mentioned it on the show last week, but uh, for anyone who hasn't done it before, there are always Groupons and uh, Living Social deals for this. At the show, a artist will come and uh, will bring a, uh, a canvas, which um, then she or he will draw a picture, and everyone in the crowd will have an opportunity to, to draw um, a really amazing picture um, that you can then bring home with you. Uh, for more information, um, you can contact me, at 212-613-8373, 212-613-8373, or naftaliH at OU.org. That's N-A-F-T-A-L-I-H at OU.org. Questions, thoughts, or comments, we love to hear them. You can contact the show by emailing Ellie, and we hope he's back soon, Ellie at NahumSiegel.com. Thank you to our producer extraordinaire, Alex Cook, on the other side of the glass. Be sure to tune in next week when Ellie Hagler will hopefully be back in his usual spot. If not, you'll probably hear from me again. We'll close out the show as we do each time I fill in for Ellie with this beautiful instrumental piece, Butterfly, by C. Lansbum and Noah Salman on the album by that same name. On behalf of the Jewish Reaction, I am Naftali Herman, signing off and wishing you a wonderful, warm, and blessed day. Shalom. Shalom.